stand in fear and trust yourself Open up to all life's wealth Tap into a sixth sense with intuitive intelligence Hello, hello and welcome It's Bernadette Gold, your host, clairvoyant and success coach I have a special guest today um, one of our members of our group is joining us, Angela Capwell, and we are doing this podcast. So the launch of the book is October 11, and there's a lot of spooky stories in there. So I have a couple questions for Angela, but she was telling me about some true life ghost stories, and I thought, oh, we should do a podcast <laughs> about our ghost stories. So welcome, welcome, Miss Angela. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Good. How are you? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So tell me, tell the listeners about the house with the knives. Okay, <laughs> this is the um, weird little neighborhood. A road came straight down to the river, and the house was close. There were a lot of houses that were close. Um, bodies used to wash up on the beach at the river. Oh my God. But the house. Every time we would go downstairs in the morning, there would be knives, knife handles sticking up out of the dirt floor of the basement. So it and didn't have a finished up. floor? No, no finished floor. Okay. And we would pick up the knives and wash them off, put them in the cutlery drawer. And this happened day after day until we got nowhere to put knives anymore. And that's, well, that's when my girlfriend told me to come down and, and see if I could clear this. So, you know, after she got an overload of knives. So I went down there and you could feel it the minute you, your feet hit the first step, it was like stepping into water, like warm water. Weird. Weird. And it okay. had a, do you, have you ever been near a dead carcass? Yeah. That thickness, yes. The thickness of the air, that was all down there. So I went down all the way in and I realized this is nothing to touch nothing to touch so i went back upstairs and i told her move today did she yeah she moved out and then i brought this story up because i talked to you about it i brought it up to my daughter and she says you know when i was a teenager dad moved us in there for a while I Whose said, house was me. It? it it was right behind the bar the neighborhood bar okay and it belonged to the barmaid, and she had rented it out. She but knew about the knives? Was... Yeah. So, like, everyone knew about the floor that birthed knives, and these weren't, like, these weren't, like, butter knives. They weren't, like, steak no. knives. No, there were, like, butcher knives, um, gotcha. bread knives, you know, all kinds of cutlery. So, they're, like... In but it would they just grow out of the ground yes like someone was doing knife practice at night yes that happens every up. night that is messed yeah. up yeah okay now my dog is going on um <laughs> so that was the one that was and look i've heard crazy stuff i've seen crazy stuff i'd never heard of anything like that from someone that i know you know you hear mm -hmm. things 
because in my line of work, you hear all kind of things. Everyone wants to tell you their spooky ghost stories, but that one was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. So tell me, (laughs) like walking into that place, because I know I've been in places where I know it can't be cleared. Mm-hmm. Could this place be cleared? No. Which no is way. why you told it, her to move. Yeah, because it was a neighborhood where there were a lot of um, really bad and weird incidents, like people dying, people being murdered, people committing suicide. The whole neighborhood was like that. And like mm-hmm. I said, the bodies washing up on the beach every now and again. Mm-hmm. And that whole yeah. neighborhood was like that. It had that air to it. But down in that basement, it was like 10 times thicker. Can you tell us what state this is in? Maryland. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. But that actually does not surprise me that it was in Maryland. Wow. Okay. A lot of weird, spooky stuff on the East Coast. You know, I mean, that, yeah. the, the, the original colonies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to mute myself. Tell them about what you we were talking about yesterday with the like the territorial stuff, like why it couldn't be cleared. Because I some people well, don't know why an area can't be cleared or a home can't be cleared. Okay, well, why it couldn't be cleared is because the nature of the entire area was the same. It it was completely thick throughout the neighborhood. It was like every house some had bit of had some bit of tinge of this darkness in it. You could tell the minute you walked into the houses and all of them were like that. Crazy. crazy. There were like two neighborhood bars and of course that added to it. And did you have any deaths. inkling of like what caused it? Like what did you ever get any like visions or intuitions of what what the territorial darkness was there? Like what caused it? I'm not sure, but it was very dark because we saw shadow people like mm. I mean, you could see a crowd of them run down the street at night. They would pass you. It was just ridiculous. It was a ridiculous place. I mean, you know, even my mother-in-law's house was a mess. Crazy. That's where um, my son and my brother-in-law came in while I was washing dishes. And he was drunk. He could just come from the bar, which was like 100 feet away. And he walks in the door and he sees me doing dishes. And he walks in and he comes up behind me and he starts smacking me upside the head over and over and over again. But I told him three times to stop, and he didn't. And I finished washing the butcher knife and rinsed it off and put it in the drainer. And then I picked up the um, meat fork, and he hit me again. And that's when I snapped. And I pushed the meat fork in as far as it would go, about an inch (laughs) under his belly button. I put my hand up against him, and I pulled it out because it was stuck in there. And then he ran up to his mother's house, which was next door. And his mother beat the crap out of him for letting a little girl 
take advantage of them because I weighed 78 pounds. I was five foot tall, you know. How girl. long ago was this? Oh, God, let's see. That was about 40 years ago now. Wow. I wonder if it's yeah. still the same, if the if the neighborhood's still haunted, like badly haunted. Yeah. Um, I found out later that several women in the family that had stayed at that house had skewered men for similar offenses with the with the same the same meat fork. Oh my god. Uh-huh. So the floor grows knives and people skewer each other. The women uh-huh. skewer the men. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So what other what other ghost stories do you have? Like real life ghost stories. Because I know you've seen a lot through your life too. Oh, I've seen plenty. Yeah. Um, my daughter's house right now, she's living in a house that's just like mine. It was built in 1897 when the set town was first started. And both of us had um, problems when, I, when we first moved in with, um, you know, the spirits that had stayed there. They were residents that had died, you know, passed on. So I got them, I crossed them over. She had one that was I called the light bulb lady. I don't bother getting their names. It's it's a waste of time to me when I go to clear house. So I just took a light bulb and I said, here's a good one. It still lights up. I said, follow me. And she followed me out the house. And then I um, gave her a candle and I said, okay, go into the light. You're not coming back in the house. You're done. Go. Good, good for she you. She was gone. And then she had the gas man that would blow out the burgers on her stove while the food was cooking. That so was living in the house light. still? Yeah. So I lit a um, lighter and I said, here's a flame. You want to blow it out? Come on. See if you can blow this one out. And I got him to follow me out the back door. And then he was done. I said, go. You're done. Wow. So he's gone. And then she had one more. It was this man who he had been a teacher in the area. It was his original house. And he would walk through the house at night in heavy boots. So I had a talk with him. I went up there one night and I talked to him. I said, look, you're not waking these kids up every night. If you want to walk at all, if you want to stay here, then you'll walk during the daytime or your ass will be booted. I'm not take your boots off. Yeah. Why do they wear he, heavy he boots? He likes to tromp in his boots. Some, but, only some ghosts do that, though. Like, I never understood why certain ghosts choose heavy boots. I think it's for dramatic effect, to be honest with you. Probably. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Yeah. So now he walks during the daytime. And my son-in-law, who is an avid disbeliever that ghosts do not exist, every once in a while he goes, who the hell's upstairs? Well, it can't be a good It makes you kind of wonder exist. about him. Yeah, that's funny cognitive dissonance and how that works. That's so funny. <laughs> so, um, I was talking to Valkyrie before before we jumped on, and I was telling her we're going to do this this prod, podcast, you know, and mm-hmm. just talk talk about ghost stories and stuff. Because in the new book, there's a bunch of real life demon stories. Um, didn't really get into too many of the ghost stories of the things that mm-hmm. I've cleared. Um, but 
So here's a question for you, because you've been around a mm -hmm. while, like I've been around a while. Why do you think that some people that are intuitives or um, psychic healers, whatever? Oh, look, Valkyrie's lurking in the shadows. She just said hello. Hello, Valkyrie. Um, <laughs> Why do you think there's a lot of them out there that, like, they've never discussed the stuff that happens like that, the supernatural paranormal stuff? Do you think they they don't have that happen? Oh, no, they have it happen. Are you I sure? Yeah. I have to wonder. So here's my theory mm -hmm. um, to the people who, who are like, you know, no, it doesn't happen ever. It's never happened to me. Here's my theory. Is it because they're not walking in the light? Like possibly. So they're no threat to the like to the dark. So yeah, they don't have or, to experience that stuff. Yeah. I'm sure some of them are not walking in the light because I know I've known intuitive people that use it for definitely dark purposes. And some that just tried to remain oblivious to it. And if you cut <laughs> yourself off from it, you're a, you're a walking target. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, because we've talked to, I think, three people in my Charm Life mm -hmm. group um, or, or between Patreon and, and Charm Life that have rented Airbnbs in the last mm -hmm. month or so that were haunted. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the new thing now is like, well, if you can't sell a house, go ahead and rent it out as an Airbnb, which I don't think is very cool. <laughs> I think that's kind of mm -hmm. rude because they're not nice spirits, right? But, no, but Valkyrie and I were talking, like, because it bugs me. Like, why am I one mm -hmm. of the only psychics or teachers out there that will talk about this stuff? Why? Because they make it so taboo. I mean, when I moved into this town, the first thing I was told, I was out doing Qigong in my yard. And a lady pulls up and says, we don't have witchcraft around here. You can't be doing this in, in this town. That's hilarious. I see. So, so that's considered you know. witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm talking within the f metaphysical community, within the air quotes spiritual community. Like, there's a lot. Well, you of... have you have these people that insist that they're nothing. They're of nothing but light and love. Right. That's what I'm talking about. The fluff. If you're a human being. You're not 100% light and love. You'd be gone. Well, the planet's not 100% love and light. No. Look around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what but I that's was wondering. Yeah. yeah. They just and simply I... deny it exists. Well, yeah, but if they've never experienced it, if they've never been chased by a ghost, I mean, me and my daughter bella go ghost hunting because she just likes it and of course she wants to pick the spooky places and of course she mm -hmm. wants to go late at night when nobody's around where it's unmistakable you know i think mm -hmm. we went to this one place called comanche lookout which it's where the comanches looked out uh -huh. <laughs> aptly named <laughs> in any case um we went up there and there was nobody it was like a good mm -hmm. mile and a half walk to where this tower is that is fenced mm -hmm. off and girlfriend decided to follow a single firefly i was like don't mm -hmm. follow the fire a i don't know that i've ever seen a single firefly 
and no others. Mm -hmm. So who's no. to say that that's a firefly? She goes, no, I think they do travel alone. No, I don't think they do. But what did she do? She followed the single looking firefly right to the tower. So mom had to follow. And then we got chased down by a team of ghosts, which was what we had read happens, but none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's a little note to the audience for those of you listening, because I did not inform my daughter of this small fact. If you are uh -huh. scared and you're being chased by spirits, and these are spirits that have been there for a long time, they're ghosts, but they're not nice ghosts and they can get physical. They literally have pushed people over. Um, mm -hmm. we on our way down as they came running up behind us and you heard like five, six pairs of boots behind us, you could feel the wall of energy coming at us. Mm -hmm. All I did to keep the kids calm and to keep them from hearing, although they did hear, but no one wanted to say anything. You just yeah. talk as if you don't notice them. If they don't know that you notice them. Mm -hmm. You can actually get away from them without any harm being done. But here's the weird part. So we get into my car and we're backing up. And all of a sudden, my mirror and my mirror um, alarms, you know, I have a Lexus and in my in my side mirror, my passenger side, driver's side mirror, there's a there's motion alarms and also at the back mm -hmm. of my car. So if someone walks behind my car. That alarm goes off and it lights up on my camera, my backup camera. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden, my backup camera alarm goes off. There's nothing back there. I'm looking in the in the camera like there's mm -hmm. nothing. And so, <laughs> now the kids are like, ah, what's happening? <laughs> and then the right passenger side mirror starts mm -hmm. alarming. And then mine started alarming. But there was nobody up there. Literally, we were the only car in the car parking lot. So they had my car surrounded. Mm -hmm. And the kids start freaking out. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's just, just relax. So I back up. And now all the alarms are like, mer, 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 mer. and then we just pull out of there and I hit the gas. Because <laughs> territory, <laughs> territorial spirits cannot leave. They can, they can travel within a certain area of that territory but they typically yeah. can't go very far so i knew as soon as we were out of there it wasn't like they were going to hitchhike on the top of my car because they aren't able to leave they're bound to yeah. that that territory so if any of you ever run into a situation like that where you do something like what my daughter wanted to do which was ghost hunt you know and you run into some some scary spirits that can get physical act like you don't know they're there just act like, because they won't mm -hmm. amplify. They'll feed on your fear. So if you talk about something else, like a, we were talking about a TV show I had just watched a couple nights before that was very just light and fluffy. It got us to the car. As soon as we got mm -hmm. in the car, then I told them, did you hear that? And they were like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the alarms went off in, in uh -huh. the, um, around the car. So, but that's, that's just a cue to your listeners. Have you ever had that happen where you, you purposely went looking for something and then, oops, found yes. it? Do share. Yeah. That was down in that area. <laughs> and you'd love this place. One way in and one way out. That's it. Always. So if you're down there, well, it, it kind of... The town would occasionally have these periods of what I would call mass mania, 
the guys would go out and get drunk and then all hell would break loose. Hmm. And that was those spirits getting at these guys. Provoking, yeah. Yeah, they provoked a lot of mess. That's crazy. And the only thing to do was take off up that road and get up to the top of the hill. As soon as you were at the top of the hill, you are cleared of them. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But um, not surprising. So what happened when they went manic? <laughs> Did people get hurt? Um, oh, yeah. People got stabbed, shot. Um, so does the town talk about the fact that it's a haunted town? Not really. They have a little Lutheran church there. A lot of the people go there. And they seem to have this, okay, Jesus is going to protect me. <laughs> well, when you're drunk and being a butthead... Jesus isn't anywhere near any of these nasty spirits. No, not at all. No, you're, and, and I mean, you're, yeah. Don't even get me started on that one. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're full blown in that place of not being in control, period. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that gives the spirit world the right to attack, but they do. And if uh -huh. you live in a town like that, the last thing you'd want to do is drink or do drugs. Or get in a exactly. fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so that was got a away from feature. Oh, yeah. I got away from that permanently. Did you have any other places that you lived with, with ghosts? Oh, yeah. Plenty of them. It's, it's kind of like if you notice them, they notice you. And yeah. with me, it's kind of I hear them before I see them. So they notice that I notice before I get a chance to really back them off. So I end up well, having to deal with them a lot. See, now my house in Colorado, I built, mm -hmm. but I checked the land before we Your actually, first. before we bought it, right? Because it was mm -hmm. Native American, um, Native American checkered territories. Literally, the tribe was all around where our house was built. But it was fine. Mm -hmm. It was fine until... I started doing murder investigations that was in the mobile mm -hmm. home and then I built the big house and then, you know, things were coming after me. Things were following uh, you to that place. Well, they were challenging me at that place. Yes. Yeah. Until I pushed them back and then mm -hmm. set the, set the grid so that they couldn't mess with me anymore. But it was, you know, it's always, it was surprising to me because that was many years ago, like 17 years, eight, no, no, it's been 21 years ago when I first moved mm -hmm. onto that property. <laughs> All I had to do was go back to 2000. I don't know why I just counted on my fingers. Anyways, um, <laughs> you know, it's so from 2000 to 2004, when my dad moved in, we were having some stuff going on. Um, mm -hmm. After that, I, I locked it down. Energetically, I locked it down so they couldn't come around. Now, this house, aside from people who have crossed over because I when we moved into this house, same thing, I set the grid. Like, you can't mm -hmm. come through until I sit down to talk to you. We haven't had any problems. Bella thought she was when we first moved here, but she wasn't. Like, we, have, mm -hmm. we do have squirrels that will get up on the roof. Mm -hmm. Those don't bother me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So your house is clean now? Like your old yeah. historical house? 
Yeah, That's it's cool. what I did when I first moved in. I planted a tree. First, I put down tobacco and I planted the tree in the spot. You plant a fruit tree. Um, it's a Native American thing where you mm-hmm. you plant a tree, you you show them you're taking care of it. Yeah. And that calms, calms things down a lot. Yeah, it can. And then, but when things are following you in here, you really need to set your um, ground. I put did a circle around the entire property, yeah. a protection circle around the entire thing. So now I get very little coming in here. Um, the other night I had, I woke up to a shadow figure over top of me while I was sleeping. And I, when I woke up, I just banished it right then, just threw it, threw it right out. But it's more parlor trick type things that I get here if I get anything at all. Yeah. Yeah, I've been lucky. Nothing's really been happening here. Which has been good. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing considering all the evangelicals around here. Because the problem with people like that is they're so far away from the divine that they attract the dark. Yes, that's true too. Yeah. But I mean, the other part of it is like I've lived in places where lots of dark art stuff was being done lots of manipulation um like the town that we lived in in eastern washington it was done within it was the wives of the politicians in the little town Mm -hmm. that were doing this stuff like at midnight in the basement of city hall yeah small town sure but Mm -hmm. the taxpayer money's paying for that stuff like that's Mm -hmm. what always blew my mind i had no idea before before that that, that that stuff was going on, you know? Well, see, my, my ex-mother-in-law was into that, too. And she lived down in that town. She was really? part of it. Were they casting spells? What were they doing? They were, they were dabbling at calling in demons to take care of their enemies. Yeah. And they ended up getting burned a whole lot more than they got help. Well, and that's just it. Like, that's what they do. They call and invoke in dark spirits, dark energies. They use the dark witchcraft stuff to benefit themselves. But inevitably, those dark spirits are not just going to help you. They're going to turn around and use you after that. You're the next target. Like, now that you've gotten their intention, mm-hmm. you become their puppet. Yeah. Yeehaw. Oh, I wish people wouldn't play with that stuff. Yet, whatever. I mean, yeah. And, and the funny thing was, she, the last time I talked to her, she was afraid to die because she knew she was going to hell. Hmm. She was absolutely certain of it. Well, and if you think you are, you are. That's well, and I told her, I said, you've done enough to get there. You've worked your way. I mean, yeah, see, but my understanding, even with that stuff, like I've talked to enough those who've crossed over, like mm-hmm. their life review stretches and they have to feel it, live through what other people felt from what they did. Yeah. That is hell. Does it last for eternity? No, I bet it feels like mm-hmm. it, though. I bet it feels yeah, like probably, it. <laughs> considering what she had done during her life, I would imagine it 
would feel like an eternity. Yeah. And people that she probably didn't even know that were affected because uh-huh. everything gets the ripple effect, right? Yeah, because what she did affected the whole town. Yeah, which then generation after generation. I mean, mm-hmm. it ripples. It continues to travel. We have to watch what we do. That's that's an interesting thing um, to think about. So Now we're some well, four generations on since her. Interesting. But she's still alive. Hmm. No, she's not. She died. Oh, she died? Oh. Yeah, she died a while, a while back. Interesting. But it's still going on down there. That doesn't surprise me. Some areas, I mean, there there was a house that a guy dated in Seattle that has, like, all kinds of crazy stuff going on in that house. And I was like, burn this freaking house. I can't clear it. Mm-hmm. And it. And and I don't know if that was true or not. I'll, I just know it was true for me. Like, I can't clear it. But after a while, um, I began to wonder if it wasn't just coming at me specifically and that had it had an opening there i would say no simply because when i moved down to florida i worked with some witches and we would um clear spots you know there were small spots here and there that were really bad you know Mm -hmm. they find bodies and stuff like that so we would close them down we would do ceremonies and close them down and it would close them down. But they were small enough that we could walk around them. If you can't walk around them, how are you going to clear them? No, I was was there one day sitting in my car because I didn't want to be in the house. Mm -hmm. Freaking sitting there going, I can't stand this house. I can't stand this neighborhood. All of a sudden a fire at the end of the cul-de-sac across from his house broke out. And I was like, that's it. I'm out of here. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yep. You win. You were here first. You stay there. Again, it was a Native American area. Mm-hmm. It was outside of Seattle, but it was it, like st- it was part of Seattle, just outside of the main city. Yeah. There are certain places you can't clear, like Mm-mm. depending and better, better to leave it alone and burn it to the ground. Yeah. But- Once it stretches out so far, it becomes physically undoable. Well, like that house, um, the Perrin house. What was the name of that mm-hmm. house? It, was it Amityville? It wasn't Amityville. Was it Amityville? The Conjuring. Is it The Conjuring? I think it was Amityville. I'm not sure. No. No, I don't think it was. Am- I think it was The Conjuring mm-hmm. one. Um, it was the oh, Perrin okay. house. And, yeah, that one was an interesting one. And I spoke to her on my old radio show. Um, mm-hmm. I interviewed her when her book came out. That one, same thing. Family moves in. They were perfectly fine then, all of a sudden. But it was the house, and it was the area. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So advice advice to people dealing with that. Because there are some, some people that are dealing with that. What would you tell them? Move. Well, not always. Not if it's small. If I mean, yeah, small, if knives are growing say- out of the basement floor, yeah, I would move. I wouldn't take chances. <laughs> if you can make a knife grow out of the dirt, a whole host of knives every day, then yeah, yeah. move. That's a that's a gift. Okay. Move. Well if it's if it's just one bad spot like one house, I would say to um 
honor the spirits of the Native Americans. They, they may or may not be Native Americans, but if they are, just do that anyway. Plant a tree or some kind of vegetation that will flower, bloom, and provide food. Sprinkle raw tobacco on the ground around it and ask the spirits for your blessing to live there. Yeah. And that will quiet a lot of stuff down. Well, and if there's a little portal open, you can always get someone like me to go in and close it. But don't try it yourself. I mean, that's my advice is like Mm -hmm. I've, I've dealt with enough people and families where they thought, oh, I can close this. And their, no. either their faith wasn't strong enough, they didn't understand what it was, they didn't know how to close the portal, and all it all it did was amplify and piss off yes. the spirits. And you see it on, like, the paranormal investigations and stuff on TV. Yeah. They're provoking the spirit. I, I can't watch those shows without yelling at the TV. Like, mm-hmm. I get so upset. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Why are you doing mm-hmm. this to this family? Because... Your cameras are going to turn off and they're stuck mm-hmm. with this meth. Unless you're going to do something to resolve the situation and clear it, you just made then it worse. Yeah. yeah, you just made it worse. You just challenged the spirits and now they're going to teach the family a lesson. Um, so if you don't know how to clear it, get someone who can. Easy. No, I would say if it's something small, if it's not really, really scary, try the appeasing thing. Try to appease them and say, let's live together. If it goes beyond that, you need somebody that knows what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> Don't try it. Because otherwise, you're just going to make your situation worse. And there are some that can, they, that they've learned how to manipulate human energy and, they can, and, and physical objects. It can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. It can actually yeah. be dangerous. You know, these people that like, oh, yeah, bought this old building and found out it was a hospital or you know mental hospital. those are bad places They're very oh, yeah. bad places and the energy in some of those places you, you're not going to get cleared it would mm-hmm. take an entire coven of, of really powerful people to get that thing cleared and, and still there's no guarantee no there's so no if you walk into a home. house that you're buying feel it mm-hmm. <laughs> feel yes, it yes and i mean really feel it always yeah and the property if there's a part of the property that you can't walk even if you're Mm -hmm. renting the house like walk the entire property before you sign the lease and it can happen in an apartment too people die in apartments and condos as well but like you have to walk the entirety of the land if there's anywhere that you feel like you can't enter especially the corners the corners and the Uh closets (laughs) corners closets any dark in-between space if you walk mm-hmm. into that space and it's like, ew, I don't like that closet, yeah. mm-hmm. it's probably more than just a closet. It's housing something more than just a closet. And you have to be aware of that. Like, seriously. Yeah, as a real estate agent, I used to clear the places. Whenever somebody moved out, I would immediately clear the place. Did you ever say no to selling a house when you could feel something? Mm-hmm. Did you? Yes. Not many real estate agents would say no because of the money good for you uh, that money ain't gonna stay in your pocket long doing that well yeah karma <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely wow well 
Any other advice? Now that we're we're a month away from Halloween too. I didn't realize that yeah. the books coming out the month of Halloween until just the other day. I was like, wow, books coming out like 20 days before Halloween. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So any advice to anybody about things maybe we haven't covered about ghosts and spirits and hauntings? Um, let's see. I would say if there's somebody that's very dark in your family don't let them stay in your house until they're ready to cross over until they're ready to cross over yeah do don't mean? let anybody die in your house i mean oh, if you got gotcha, a nasty gotcha. relative gotcha i was like make sure they move what? on before they move on <laughs> before yeah. they die get out yeah, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. ang- angry people, sometimes it does take them much longer to move to move on. Yeah. They're afraid to go into the light. For whatever reason, they're afraid to go into the light. Um, and then there's the greedy ones, too, that want to hang out. They won't let go mm-hmm. of the earth plane. It's a weird thing. Yep. It's, it's a very strange thing. But, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is she talking about? Don't have them. Oh, I get it. Yeah, it took me a minute. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that was fun. Thank you for sharing your ghost stories with us. And I hope you come back, too, because you are are writing a book right now, too, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I just got another title that I'm going to have to start on, too. Cool. What is your, what's the first book about? The first book is about a card reading method that I learned from my ex-mother-in-law, the one we were just talking about. And um, it's from the um, Melungeon heritage hmm. in the Appalachians. Wow. So old. It's an old card reading method, but it's, it's very accurate and it's um, very practical. Wow. It's like everyday things, like uh, your car's going to break down. Now, is this normal try- playing cards? Is this tarot cards? Yes, regular, regular playing cards. I love those kinds of readings. Yeah. It's very uh, matter of fact. Like it'll say, oh, you're going to travel over water. And when you get to your destination, you're going to have a car accident. That can come out in those readings. Wow. Or like okay. one girl I read for, I, I know she's not around anymore, but she was a pretty nasty person, and I only read about fun. But I couldn't imagine this girl having a boyfriend. She was that obnoxious. You could, you wouldn't imagine her having a boyfriend. Anyway, I laid her cards out, and they said, okay, Mary, you get no warranties on this one. I said, this is the weirdest reading I've ever done. It said that her boyfriend was going to leave her for another man. Oh. Well, she went home that night after work, and he was gone. He had left. He had left her for another man. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So the book's going to teach people how to read the cards like that, the playing yes. cards like that. That's exciting. That's very it's, cool. It's rather intricate. It's not... A, a general read like you get from the tarot cards. Mm-hmm. 
it's very intricate and it goes to the very facets of your life, like your family members, your friends. It'll tell you what's going on with them. It'll say somebody's going to be pregnant in three months. Yeah. You know, things like that. I have a friend from Egypt that mm -hmm. reads like that, regular playing cards. She reads like that. She also reads tea leaves and stuff like that. But yeah. She, it's very interesting. Well, I'm excited for that book. And you're going to be starting a YouTube channel. So when that all happens, you got to come back on and let us know how to find you. I will do that. All right. Well, thank you, Angela, for joining us. We will see you all next time. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment. It helps our rating. And come back. Abandon fear and trust yourself. Open up to all life's wealth Tap into a sixth sense With intuitive intelligence